Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Okay, how many of you out there are feeling a little dry, a little arid, maybe you're a little tired, kind of feel weighed down? I know this isn't like a thing in the Catholic Church. I mean, you know, never, nowhere have I heard, oh, go run to confession. But I'm going to tell you, run to confession, because it really does matter. And it matters if you go with a complete examination of your life. Because sometimes we may be stuck in an emotion, and we won't see it, we won't realize it until we sit down and we examine our life. I tell you to go out to usccb.org all the time. I tell you to look at all the different examinations of conscience. And I don't know if any of you do, but you should. If you're feeling at all like something's weighing you down or you're, you're not quite feeling that zeal, that love, that joy, that peace, that true consolation, then let's go to confession. Let's look at our life. Let's look at kind of the people around us, children, spouses, etc. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different examination of consciences. My bad, seven. Ten Commandments, Public Square, Light of Catholic Social Teaching, for children, for young adults, for single people, and for married people. I mean, my goodness. And they're all pretty, pretty good. So, for example, the examination of conscience for being salt and light, in other words, for loving your neighbor in the public square, it really does challenge us. Like, have you been called to action? Like, what issues or injustices have you felt drawn to work on in your community? In the past, I'm reading out of this, by the way, how have I engaged or disengaged in efforts to address issues I care about, including through engagement in the political process as a faithful citizen? What has drawn me towards or away from engagement? What perspectives on issues impacting local and global communities elicit strong negative reactions in me? What is at the root of that feeling or why do I feel that way I do? When have I allowed the strong feeling to cause me to say or think something unkind about another person, specifically on social media? When has my engagement with or about those with whom I disagree failed to recognize their dignity as a person created in the image of God? 
In conversation, when was I so focused on winning the argument that I failed to genuinely listen? When was my voice, whoops, my choice of words uncharitable? When did I paint others in disrespectful ways or engage in personal attack? In my day-to-day perceptions and attitude, when have I made assumptions about or failed to give the benefit of the doubt to those with whom I disagree? When have I presumed others' intentions or experiences before even hearing their stories or experiences? When have I valued my political affiliation or party more than my identity as a disciple of Christ? who is called to model love and charity, even in civil discourse. So this one actually takes you to um, a gospel reading, and it is Matthew five thirteen through 16, and you begin with scripture and prayer, and you think about being salt and light, and that's pretty cool. But there's other ones like this one for marriage that is just a list, just pretty much <laughs> goes down the list, of questions that you should ask. It's not really a prayer, but it starts with the sections that we need to look at. So it starts with responsibilities to God. Then it goes into responsibilities to my spouse. Then responsibilities to my children. Then responsibilities to society. So there's a lot of things in this marriage examination. And I love how it starts with God. Have you gone to Mass every Sunday? Have you participated at Mass? Or have you daydreamed or been present with a blank mind? Have you prayed every day, 15 to 20 minutes? Have you read the Bible? Have you studied the truths of our faith and allowed them to become more part of the way you think and act? Have you read any spiritual books or religious literature? Have you told God that you want to love him with your whole heart, mind, and strength? Do you hold any resentment toward God? Have you recognized your need for Jesus and his salvation? Have you asked the Holy Spirit to empower you to live the Christian life, to be a proper wife and parent and husband? Have I been financially generous to the church? Have I held resentments toward the church and their authorities? Have I forgiven them? Responsibilities to my spouse. Have I cared for my spouse, been generous with my time? Have I been affectionate and loving? Have I told my spouse that I love him or her? Have I been concerned about the spiritual well-being of my spouse? Have I listened to my spouse? Have I paid attention to his or her concerns, worries, and problems? Have I actually sought these out? Have I allowed resentments and bitterness toward my spouse to take root in my mind? Have I nurtured these? Have I forgiven my spouse or the wrongs he or she has committed against me? I want to stop on this one. Excuse me. Because relationships... We can nurture the negatives that we feel towards someone. So I've been there. I don't remember. Maybe it was almost two years ago. Or gosh, no, maybe it was earlier this year. All I remember was I was having issues with forgiving someone in my family. And I was harboring those thoughts. It made me not happy, but I enjoyed the fact that this person knew that I was mad at them. And I enjoyed the fact that I held their, you know, their emotions in my hands. And I didn't want to forgive this person because, yes, it was justifiable. It was uncalled for, absolutely like something that would be, quote unquote, unforgivable. Why would you even do something like this? Who would ever do something like that? So if I'm continuously thinking in my head, 
how much I dislike this person, how, but, but I know since they're family, I'm going to have to forgive them. I'm going to have to see them. I'm going to have to build a relationship with them and mend this thing. But I let it go too long. And I didn't go to confession. I didn't take it to confession because I was still holding on to it. So that is when we can take this to confession. I don't want to forgive. Not just that you have to forgive this person, but you really don't want to. So you're coming into confession, confessing the mere fact that you don't want to let go of this resentment, but that's good. That's putting it out there. That's having Jesus heal your heart to come in and to change it. You know, we talked yesterday about all the people who are still suffering with sin and with bad habits and not being the most loving, charitable Christian to our spouses, to our kids, to the people we work with, to the people that are at our parishes, to whoever, to whoever. So let's just remember that we don't want to continue to harbor those feelings and, you know, have those little fantasies, maybe even an argument in our head with that person. Boy, I wish I could say this, you know, like I know I went there. <laughs> um, have I tried to bully or overpower my spouse or manipulate my spouse? Am I been sharp or sarcastic? Am I demeaning or negative? Have I injured them through taunting or negative teasing? Have I called my spouse harsh names, used language that isn't respectful? Have I physically abused, gossiped, undermined the authority or dignity of my spouse? spouse through disrespect and rebelliousness? Have I been moody and sullen, bickering with my spouse out of stubbornness and selfishness? Have I lied or been deceitful to my spouse? Have I misused sexuality? Have I used sexual relations solely for my own selfish pleasure? Have I been too demanding in my desire for sexual fulfillment? Have I been loving and physically affectionate in my sexual relations? Or have I used sexual relations in a way that would be demeaning or disrespectful to my spouse? Have I refused sexual relations out of laziness, revenge, or manipulation? Have I refused to conceive children out of selfishness or material greed? Have I used artificial means of contraception? Have I had an abortion or encouraged others to have one? Have I masturbated? Have I flirted or fostered improper relationships with someone else, either in my mind or through words and actions. See, there's that mind thing again. You know, we can sin with our mind. And the reason that God doesn't want us to entertain these thoughts and to capture them and make them obedient to Jesus immediately is because the more we entertain them, the more we're probably going to do them. That's why we've got to capture every thought immediately and make it obedient to God. All righty. It goes into responsibilities to children. I'm not going to read those because you should get out to this site. USCCB.org. Examination of conscience. And write, <clears throat> excuse me, write down what you want to bring in. Write everything down. Go through every single one of these and have a beautiful, oh my gosh, <clears throat> Sorry, it was like that little green phlegm guy on that Mucinex commercial. Sorry for those who are overseas. I don't know if you have that boogery green Mucinex cartoon character or even that product where you live. Um, anyway, pile on, take it all to confession, give it a good thought, give it a good go so that 
you can come out of there diabolically clean. It's like a diabolical shower. Those demons have to come off. And remember, if you are not wanting to stop a sin and you're struggling with it, take that in too. All right, everyone. Speaking of which, I'm going to wrap this up so that I can go to confession. I wanted to go yesterday and time got away from me. Before you knew it, I looked up and it was an hour past confession. So today I am going and I am grateful, so grateful for that sacrament. And I know that I'm going to come out of there feeling new, the renewal of our mind, because everything starts with the mind. Yes, it's our heart and our soul, but if our mind isn't engaged and if our mind isn't being renewed every day and we're not looking at scripture and we're not calling out to God, our mind is going to be very worldly and we're going to run to worldly things. We're going to fall back in to this dullness which is what it is. You could be causing your desolation, my friends. If you if you have not listened to my Saturday morning coffee with Kendra last, I don't know, six or seven videos, I go through how the demons attack us and how we get in and out of desolation and consolation. But there are times, it's all God, by the way, so we have to be humble and give it to him. But there are times that we do it to ourselves. I know this for a fact with me. When my prayer life dries up and I'm struggling with it and I'm skipping days and I'm shoving it in toward the end of the day, I am not nearly as joyful. I'm not as zealous to get up and see what God's got in store for me. I just kind of go through the motions with a little bit of a weight on me. I'm heavier. It, <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know any other way that I can explain it. So if that's exactly what you're going through right now, let's take that weight off. Let's get those demons off you. Let's take that diabolical shower, come out completely clean, and then remember to go to those spiritual commitments. I mean, you saw the very first part of the examination for the marriage was, hey, how's your relationship with God? <laughs> That's so important. All right, everyone, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come into our hearts, into our souls, into our minds, into our bodies. Help us to constantly seek you throughout today. We humbly give you everything, our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our actions, and we ask that you take over our life, that you control everything, that we are your servants, we are your slaves, God, not sin slaves. So help us, if it needs to be, that we go to confession, that we clear our conscience, that we clear our soul, and that we come back out doing what we are called to do, which is to love ourselves, love our neighbors, and love you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, everyone, go to the USCCB Examination of Conscience <clears throat> Excuse me, website. I will go find it, and I will put the link in the description of this podcast so that 
you who have search challenges can find it. And I ask, I implore you to read them because I think you might look at confession in a whole new way. Okay, go find that God zeal again. <laughs> find something more with God because that's where it is. Soul, mind, and body. And have a blessed and inspired day.